And welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast where a group of friends get together to have a beer and discuss their favorite RPGs. Tonight we have a special review episode on Diablo 3 Eternal Collection, which releases, or has released depending on when you're listening, November 2nd for the Nintendo Switch. For the past week, myself along with three gentlemen have been up late at night beating on zombies and impaling demons as we make our way through Sanctuary. I am your host David Lloyd. And with me this evening is co-host of the Talk Nintendo podcast and Diablo devotee, Mr. KFC Gibson. Howdy ho, I'm uh, super excited to talk one of my favorite game franchises of all time. And we also have uh, another Diablo fan, new Thirsty Mage regular, Mr. Jordan Rudick. Hi David, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Have you slept much lately? Oh, no, nah, I've been having, having nightmares about uh, <laughs> jumping back into Diablo uh put another uh, 20 hours in after the review do you just go do you just go to bed at night with your fingers like phantom pressing buttons or what you know what i actually played mostly i actually played mostly docked mode and i tried to take breaks by not bringing the switch into bed with me i think that's good <laughs> think that's helped me maintain my sanity so and finally we have a, a fellow diablo noob like myself uh, the owner and reviews editor of nintendo world report mr neil ronahan Hey, um, so I have a witch doctor, and I can I can shoot plague bats out of my fingertips. I can make a giant toad come out of the ground and eat people. And then I have a big zombie that comes out and goes and messes stuff up. Um, this, this game's cool. Um, I haven't played Diablo in like 15, 20 years, so this was uh, this has been a lot of fun. That's been a lot of fun for me. It's a, it's first time ever playing a Diablo game, so start starting off on number three. You'll have to work your way backwards. The f- going back to number one would be rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what, like, I, I was looking into a little bit of the history before we even got the review copies in, and I was like, oh, they made so many quality of life features in Diablo 3 that, like, once I start playing this, I, I don't think I can ever go back. There was some sort of event where they brought, like, they redid... I don't know if it was the entire uh, first game, but, like, a big portion of the first game within... Diablo 3, but I I think it was a timed event, and it might come back, period, I don't know. I don't know the exact deets to it, but... Yeah, I remember hearing about that too, Casey. I didn't... I, I was probably moved on from the PC version by that time. I only played it kind of uh, right around the, the launch, but, um, yeah, I heard about that too. That, that almost got me back in, just because I was, you know, really fond memories of playing the first game, but... Yeah, hopefully they'll bring that back, or you know, we'll we'll hear about it again sometime. Yeah, I, I from I did just a quick look on it, and I'm pretty sure it was like a I guess a timed event, but uh, yeah, hopefully, I mean, maybe they'll they'll bust it out again for the Switch version. That'd be pretty cool because Diablo One's pretty great in its own right too. Mm-hmm. And BlizzCon's right around the corner. I think uh, it might be next week or something like that. So I, I think it's, it's literally this week. Is that right? Yeah. So we might. Uh, yeah. So the, it's the the weekend Diablo three comes out on Switch. Yeah. I believe. Oh, that's BlizzCon. cool. Well, hope, hopefully we'll hear something about uh, the Switch version or, or whatever's happened with Diablo. I know. I don't know if they have any because um uh, there was a there was a press event that I went to a couple weeks ago and talking to a PR rep from Activate or I guess Blizzard. Activision Blizzard is that the name of the company right now? I don't know. Um, a Diablo PR rep uh, made a comment to me about with BlizzCon that like there, I don't think there's going to be any major news. Mm. That doesn't mean there will be no news. Like because there's there's been some amiibo chatter. Yeah, as, oh, as we record. I saw I saw that today too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't bought an amiibo in a long time, but that could easily change. We're gonna suck you right back in, Casey. I do like about uh, what they're doing at BlizzCon with Diablo 3 on Switch is they are going to have a Diablo lounge. I like it. No? I like it. <laughs> no? Uh, yeah. What does that, yeah, what does yeah, that yeah, mean? Like, like, what's happening in the Diablo uh, lounge? It's a cool name. Uh, people, bring, people bringing their Switches and playing Diablo together nice. in like an area during BlizzCon. I could totally see myself going to PAX South or East, which 
I will be going to both and like sitting down and be like, yo, where the Diablo at? Yeah, that's a neat feature that unfortunately I don't think any of us got a chance to try is the the local wireless play. Um, apparently it's you know just as seamless as the the online or you know all the all the things that we've been doing. So uh, hopefully get a chance to try that at some point. Yeah, maybe before we get to, too deep into the talks of for Diablo three, we'll just uh, do our traditional. If anyone's actually drinking, I'm. I am on brand right now. I am drinking a beer called Devil's Reach. Nice. <laughs> it is uh, from from Cape May Brewing, which uh, they're in South Jersey. Um, it's a it's a very very good Belgian styled ale. Um, but I, I didn't even plan this. I was just like, oh, I'll grab a beer, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, I'm a, I'm pretty on brand too for myself here with the nice icy cold <laughs> water. Keep me keep me company on this uh, late evening Monday night. Yeah, I'll go. We'll go th- three for three or four for four, I suppose, in terms of being on brand. Uh, I'm not drinking any alcohol again tonight, uh, but I am drinking some guava juice. So uh, another uh, another fruity uh, beverage for me this week. Well, as usual, Neil, I think uh, you and I are the only ones that are paying for the bartender's uh, kids' college fund. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you guys better tip well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, I'm I'm drinking uh, the last of my uh, Benedictor Weiss beer. I'm trying to. Ooh. It's the end of it's the end of October. I'm getting my my German uh, beer out of the way, and it's a it's a creamy Bavarian wheat beer. It's it's a blonde. It's like a cloudy blonde, and it's pretty smooth. And it's it's a light five point four though. It's I'm I'm used to the yeah De- Devil's Reach. I think yeah. I, I might after this. I might be just I I might be a little turnt playing some Diablo before I go to bed. Um, it's yeah. At Devil's Reach is 8.6%. Wow. <laughs> Have two of those, you'll be like, ready, very good beer. ready to take if, them all on. If you ever find yourself in South Jersey, um, Cape May Brewing is really worth going. I actually went there for the first time last summer, um, and it's a very nice space. Gotta support that craft brewing. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, so maybe we'll just get, a, the, get the history of Diablo 3 out of the way. It was... Uh, Originally released back on May fifteenth of two thousand and twelve for the P. Let's let's do some Nintendo things here. On May fifteenth, two thousand twelve, the Wii U was more like six months away from launch. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Like not even like oh it had just come out like no like we hadn't even had the E three before it came out. We didn't know what Nintendo Land was when Diablo three came out. This, this is just kind of um, depressing. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember and, the Wii U launch at all. Like it just. I. I remember a lot of console launches, especially Nintendo ones. I don't remember the Wii U launch at all. Like just no fanfare. Yeah. And, okay. I, and I think if if we're thinking of notable 3DS releases around this time, Kid Icarus Uprising would have come out about a month and a half before the two months mm-hmm. before this. Nice. Yeah, I think Kid Icarus Uprising was March 2012. Um, yeah, yeah, because I remember I was living in Utica. And I remember getting Kid Icarus, uh, but I also remember on May 14th going to Walmart at like 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. for the midnight launch because I wanted to get that collector's edition. I waited like mm, nice. five hours, and I asked those, you guys got the collector's edition, right? They're like, yeah. And um, midnight rolls around, and they didn't ha- they're like, oh, wait, no, we don't have any. And I was so angry. And then luckily, <laughs> we went to the other Walmart, and they did have one. Um and it was cool. It was funny because they had like the guy was like had a, a sheet of questions to ask, like related to like Diablo lore. And if you got to write, you like one like, little tchotchke or something. And uh, yeah. I remember like I I think I went like I missed one of them or two of the questions at the first place because they were sort of obscure. But then the second place, I was just like I just blew through the answers because I knew them all. And the guy's like, man, this guy knows his stuff. But I was so pissed. I was like, oh. But yeah, I did get it. So. Um, some, I, some other uh, so, so I, I just I just quickly looked up Wii games that came out in 2012. Xenoblade Chronicles finally came out on Wii a month before this game came out. A Nintendo game that came out shortly after this was the Pikmin 2 new play control version. Mario Party 9 came out about 2 months before. Hmm. Um it's been a lo- I, I guess all I'm going saying is that like Diablo 3 is a 6-year-old game and yeah. that was a very long time ago. I've actually completely forgotten that after Diablo 3 released on PC, it came a year later in 2013 to PS3 and Xbox 360. I totally forgot about that. I thought it, I thought it skipped those ones and went. I knew 
it came to PS4 and Xbox, but I, I thought it skipped that uh, previous generation entirely. So, yeah, it's you can play it almost anywhere now. Yeah, so so you guys you guys were both there day one with Diablo three. Yep. Yeah, so I, I also went to a midnight launch as well at, at uh, Future Shop. They they don't exist anymore. I think Best Buy bought them out. Um, same thing. Picked up a collector's edition at midnight. I think th- there was definitely a lineup. I don't know how crazy it was. Um, and I took you know took the next day off work for sure. I was gonna you know play like twelve hours straight or some <laughs> insane thing like that. Um, but there were a lot of problems uh, actually trying to play the game, right? Uh, In case you will remember this too. I, I think it was an error 37 or there's some, you know, uh, terrible online connection uh, or server problems or whatever it was. So th- this error number, error message kept popping up when everyone was trying to log in. And, you know, the internet was going nuts. Like no one could play this game or so few people that could actually get online and play and people were blowing up like the blizzard uh message boards and stuff like that and just trying to figure out what the hell was going on and i, I, I probably end up staying up for a you know a number of hours just clicking like okay try again okay try again just keep trying to log into the game and play and i don't even remember if it if it ended up working at some point in the night i think it did you know, maybe maybe four or five hours after mm-hmm. midnight or something yep. like that. Um, and I played for like an hour, and then I was just, we were so tired from just staying up doing nothing. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, we both kind of picked up at the same time. We were gonna, you know, run through most of the first half of the game or as much as we could. Uh, but yeah, we we ended up not playing very much at all just because of the uh, uh, that, that uh, damned error message. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I mean. And I should have known better because I'm a World of War player, World of Warcraft player too. So it's like midnight launches whenever they have them are always a problem with everyone trying to log on. But I remember I bought like two 20 ounce Red Bulls. I was like ready. I'm like I am ready to take on Diablo three tonight, you know. And then um, yeah, all that ever you couldn't get on at all. I think I got on around like f- five in the morning, give or take. Yeah, and I th- I, I, <laughs> it was hours after yeah. launch. Like it was something insane. And I played for I think like an hour or two, and then I had work at ten in the morning. So then I remember laying down on the couch, just like completely wired, and I was like, God, I wish I didn't drink those Red Bulls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that, you that had to wait. Problem. You had to drink them while you played. In retrospect, yeah. I, well, like I said, I guess it was. I should have known better. You know, Blizzard sort of has. We a thought we would be playing, but yeah, Casey, you should you should have known. Um, <laughs> the the thing, the funny thing was, and yeah, I don't know if we'd really been thinking about it at that time, but we'd been waiting almost a decade, if I'm not mistaken, for Diablo three to come out, right? It, it, Diablo one and two were about four yeah, or five years apart. I think. Two thousand one, I think Diablo two came out. Maybe right, even two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been 2000. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, if memory serves me, I think I played, like, my my dabbling with Diablo was I played some Diablo 2, I want to say, in, like, 2002 or 2003. Yeah, because... I'm try- I, I don't remember exactly if it was end of middle school or early high school that I played it. Um, but it was somewhere in that round that, that, like, I think I'd gotten a copy from a friend and was like, oh, best around, this, this is cool. Uh, but I never got super into yeah, it. Yeah, June 29th, 2000. So from June 29th okay. to September 4th was the longest, like, three and a half or three months or whatever it was for me as a kid waiting for my birthday to get it. I remember I was mm-hmm. like, I'd had yes, dreams. I'd be like, oh, I just want to play it so bad. And Diablo 2 had an expansion, like a sizable one that, you know, like Diablo 3 ended up getting as well that added a couple of uh, character yeah, classes and a new act. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of re- rejuvenated or revitalized the game. But, I mean, people were still clamoring for Diablo 3, and it was years and years. And I don't think we got a, a ton of news about it. I think, you know, a is lot it gonna of happen? rumors yeah. and, oh, is it going to happen? Isn't it? And then when it finally got announced or, you know, we knew it was coming, yeah, people were super excited, super jacked up about that game because Diablo 2 was just huge. I mean, Diablo 2 has got to be one of the best PC game, you know, ever. I mean, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something about Blizzard games that just have this crazy longevity to them. You know, people still play the original StarCraft and then they came out with the remastered version. But StarCraft is what, I, I you know... It's a, probably as least a, as old as, as Diablo 2 was, or around that age, you know? I think older. Um, StarCraft. Yeah, I think it yeah, is older, pretty, too. Yeah. Pretty sure that, because I remember playing, like, Brood War and stuff before Diablo 2. Yeah. yeah, no, a ton of that stuff. I'm definitely playing that in, in, let's say, grade 11 or 12, so 
like 17 years ago or something like that. So, but again, people were playing that game for a long time. We were going to internet cafes and playing Diablo 2, playing StarCraft. And yeah, just something about games that Blizzard puts out. They just have tons of staying power. Like fans of those games stick with them. I mean, you could easily, yeah, I guess to move on though, but you could easily go onto Diablo 2 servers and still find people playing. Yep, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Diablo 3 was first announced in 2008, but then it seemed to have gone, bounced around for a while because I think it went through a lot of art style changes um, and then finally was shown more in 2011 and got the 2012 release date. But yeah, like, I mean, it's... And, and there was other stuff with Diablo 3's launch that, like, was kind of uh, poorly received because, there, I mean, there was all the... the not people not being able to play and then the auction the, the real money oh, auction oh house yeah that there's they were trying to put in were basically like and as far as i know like i mean there's been tons of updates to the game that like i i, I started kind of going down the rabbit hole of like what was this game in 2012 very it's different completely different it's completely than, different than what's yeah. on the switch right now like there's like entire end games and alternate modes and more things to do new classes um, but the real money auction house was this whole thing where you would have gear and then you would sell it for real money, but it just never, it seemed to be very skeezy and not work. You know what? It's because a lot of people in Diablo two, like you could just go on eBay and you'd be able to buy things. Um, they used to yeah. do, uh, pretty much, I guess Diablo has a history of adding stuff cause they added like rune words and, and whatnot into Diablo two, which weren't in its original release which is just, like, if you put a certain uh, set of runes into a socketed item, it would, like, sort of create, like, a very special, unique item. And uh, the runes essentially became currency. Like, oh, that, that's a high rune. Like, that's worth this, you know? So people would just buy and sell that. So I guess Blizzard was like, well, instead of people going through eBay and doing that, like, why don't we take a cut, you know? But then what that led to was, like, the drops were so poorly randomized. Like, you would get two-handed axes that were, like, high in intellect and, you know, like... <laughs> it's like, well, no one's, you know... And, and high in intellect and strength, like, the strength requirement was crazy high, you know? So it's like, well, like, my wizard's never going to be able to use this because, you know, it's like... It was just stupid, you know what I mean? Um, so... Uh, it really was a very different game, so they got rid of that, and then I felt like that sort of evened out the drops because it wasn't just like, oh, like there's a million good items flooding the auction house, you know. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, the the situation there with the Realm Reborn, right, where a game launched, uh, and you know, in a lot of ways it was broken or terrible, it didn't work in some way, you know, it wasn't it wasn't as intended, uh, and the same thing with Diablo three, it, it almost was killed off and reborn in in the ashes of this uh, real money auction house, right? Uh, I think there were a lot of mea culpas from, from Blizzard, you know, where we're going to fix this, we're going to spend time in it, and, you know, kudos to them. They eventually got it to a place, you know, and in the meantime kind of ported it all over the place as well, uh, but got it to, you know, a really polished, fun, you know, loot-heavy, but the, the it feels like a balanced game now, you know? You're not constantly thinking oh i'm never getting things for me uh you you are kind of always picking up some loot that's gonna it's gonna help you or something that's gonna make you stronger so yeah even though the game is very very different six years later um they've you know they they've put they, they've made changes meaningful changes what i mean like it, it's a it's a much better game i think uh, uh since uh, since it came out and uh, i don't know if we wanted to discuss the, so the port was done by Iron Galaxy. They did it in nine months. I was gonna say they're giving panic, uh, panic attack a run or panic button. Panic button. Excuse me. Yeah. Panic or, button. Um, yeah. I'm having a panic attack. Uh, a run for their <laughs> money here because I mean I guess we'll get mm -hmm. more into this um, how it runs and stuff, but it's pretty amazing <laughs> the job they did. Yeah, they made um, one of the one of the best fighting games of all time, Dive Kick. Iron Galaxy did. Yeah, yeah, and I think if I'm not mistaken, did they do the port of Skyrim as well? For they Switch? did. They did this. They did the port of Skyrim, um, and they've done a lot of other ports. Like they, they do have original games. Um, I know they worked on the Killer Instinct, uh, not the first because the first season was that company that got bought by Amazon. Hmm. Um, but I know like the the second two seasons of Killer Instinct, um, the, okay. the reboot on Xbox One, uh, was 
was done by Iron Galaxy. Um, and it looks like they've where I'm now looking at the Wikipedia, they ported Crash Bandicoot and Saint Trilogy to PC. Um, they've worked with Batman Arkham Knight porting that, Borderlands porting Bioshock Infinite, uh, uh, Destiny to PS3 hmm. and 360. Like so, it's they, big games. they they are veterans of porting games. Mm-hmm. I wish Bioshock would come to the Switch, that but that's another. Cool. Yeah, that's a whole maybe game. Iron Galaxy can do it. <laughs> and it's also like Iron Galaxy has a history of of uh, working on ports, bringing bringing visually and kind of I guess like technically impressive games uh, to systems that you think they might not run as well. Like mm-hmm. the Borderlands 2 Vita port. If, if memory serves correctly, is very impressive. Um, I think the Destiny PS3 and 360 ports for games that were super ambitious, like they worked fine. Um, and I mean, yeah, I can't I can't speak to all of their ports. Uh, that Skyrim port was real good, and this Diablo yeah, three port. Well, they're two um, for two honest, on the Switch. Yeah, on, honestly, I think the Diablo three port might be the most impressive port that I've seen on Switch. Yeah, I wanted to say something in my review, uh, you know, just about about the port and you know make some comparisons to other versions. I think that would be you know a fruitful uh, discussion or comparison to be made. But yeah, you can't you can't even tell it's a port. Like it plays as if it was developed just for the Switch. It, it feels so good to control and to move and seeing things. And there's like it's, there's no there's no hiccups. There's no everything is seamless. It's just amazing. It does feel you know natural or it feels like it, it belongs on the switch you know i know we say that all the time but it really does feel feel great to play no but i mean like this stuff with the the idea of it's feeling like it was made for the switch and it's not just a port like i, I think that's something that rings true because i mean like if if we look at all the games that have come to switch like sometimes you'll be playing a game that you knew was ported and you'll be like ah there was a hitch there like yeah they probably had some trouble like getting unreal engine to work or something yeah, give them the benefit um, of that. and like yeah, yeah, and I, you, I mean, like in in a review, I would probably call it out if it's recurring; it's a problem. But when I'm playing a game, like if I if I see a little issue, it's probably not going to drag me down unless it's mm-hmm. really affecting my time with the game. Um, and with Diablo three, like the the worst I saw was like sometimes when I'd load into an area, there might be a slight hiccup. Like that was that was it, and that wasn't even regular. That was very rare. Um, like it's just so smooth, especially. Uh, the four of us playing online, like, um, it's it's probably the smoothest I've seen an online game run on Switch. Yeah, I was I, I think it's the same for me. Like, I haven't I haven't played a ton of like four player multiplayer, but considering how much is happening on the screen, how many characters, you know, enemies and the, the minions that were various minions that were summoning, like, there's so much happening. The screen is so filled with activity and action, and there there's no stutter at all. Everything is just running like butter it, it's it really is amazing especially when you consider all of the spell animations and there are a lot of like i think it must have been the witch doctor like spewing that green vial yeah, all over the screen that was yeah, me and it's just like boom you know and the necromancer with all all of the minions that were following yeah. them and yeah uh the other thing that i was surprised at was how easy it is to get into games like it's got to be one of the yeah. easiest ways just to connect to friends. Yeah, like it's just boom, boom, boom. You're in. Like it's like there's some loading, but like that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's soon as soon as there's, there's no, there's no in. sending invites. There's no like oh waiting yeah. for party to form and you know making a connection stuff. It, it, there's none of that. It just it just happens yeah. almost instantaneously. Yeah, like a little bit of loading, but there's the same loading even when you're playing single player. Mm-hmm. I didn't really notice any more loading because we yeah. were playing online. Well, and they did a yeah. good job on the balancing too, because when for the video that we have on YouTube now, there was a huge range between the levels. Like I think Neil was mm-hmm. level forty, Casey and I were level twenty five, and and Jordan was level seven. And yeah, I start I started that session at level five. I think it ended at like twenty something. <laughs> he was getting carried, <laughs> which was awesome. He, he yeah. was getting rushed. Yeah, I remember <laughs> we like tur- we started fighting enemies, and you jumped like three levels in a minute. Yeah, the 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 flat like the flash of lightning when you gain level just kept happening over and over again. It was insane. In, in Diablo two, you used to have to pay so much to get that treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And it wasn't like you were because I know like being at the lowest level, you, you could think that maybe you were not like you're just dying like every few seconds while the the you're just kind of 
feeding off the higher level people but like you were in every every battle like it so yeah what yeah. what happened was when i when i logged in or when i when i joined the game i got a message on the screen something about um could the game was recognizing that i was significantly lower in level and, and you know equipment and stuff like that compared to you guys so there, there was going to be some kind of uh, either stat boost or or it's the game was going to compensate or, or scale me up so that I could I, so that I could play with you guys and I I don't think I was doing as much damage as you but I certainly wasn't dying like I, I was probably um, you know taking a similar amount of damage that you guys were taking and I and I could still contribute to the game as I leveled up and got you know better equipment as we were playing so the game has a very clever and subtle way of allowing anyone you know at, at any difficulty or any uh any level or, or uh, range of equipment to you can still play with all your buddies so that's really cool too oh, and i think that's going to be very important too because it really is set up to be a multiplayer experience mm-hmm. and you can gain levels so quickly you could easily be ahead of different friends or even if you're trying out new classes like going in with a different class maybe you haven't built it up enough and a friend is using a higher class like being able to just connect and all kind of be on the same plateau to a certain extent mm-hmm. uh, i think i think is very was really important detail yeah, that they got right because yeah and it encourages to just like you said like oh i'm not going to start a new character because then i won't be able to play with my friends just to to and especially since the character diversity i mean like more or less playing the you know it's like oh i'm just hitting buttons you know but like the classes all play so differently and then what's super rewarding is how you're just consistently unlocking new abilities and then once you unlock those abilities you unlock runes which alter them in some sort of fashion so it's just like there's a ton of custom customization uh, with leveling up and how you actually play each individual character so it's nice that you can just jump in with a new character even if it's 10 20 levels lower you know also on top of like the whole the the fact that it doesn't feel like a port is and and especially coming from the pc side of things is how well the controls work with like a standard like gaming controller you know um i'm i've always played diablo key i mean i guess i played a very tiny little bit of the first diablo on playstation one but i've always played with a, a keyboard and mouse so um to to like have the controller was a little weird at first but it all clicked so quickly and it was like it just all made sense especially with like the menuing system and like you know switching your skills and stuff um it just all feels really good speaking of controls i wanted to ask if you guys uh tried moving your skills to different buttons did you i know that that option unlocks at some point or the game tells you about it at some point so uh, maybe maybe when you gain enough skills to do that but did anyone try that uh, yes. Um, well, what I wound up doing is because I, like, oh, God, I forget the the name. Like, there's, like, offensive, defensive. Like, you, you, you basically have them all in different categories initially. Yeah. And then I realized that there was, like, a buff spells that I didn't really use that often in battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably helped me, but I'm usually, like, I, like... I don't really care about, like, oh, my Screw intelligence is going to be higher. I'm like, no, let's, let's burn them down. Um... So I realized that yeah I could I could kind of put whatever I wanted you could in theory um like take all of the abilities from like the like where you have like you know four offensive things in in like a set you could just have those be all your attacks. So I have in like one area of the witch doctor there is uh the zombie dogs and uh the the toad that can eat people. Um, and now I have both of those, even though they are in the same category of skills. I, I guess I, one thing I was concerned about was that, you know, maybe if you put, you know, let's say all the all of one category, you took all four or five of those abilities. Uh, my, my concern was that maybe you'd run out of uh, mana or whatever your, uh, you know, magic power kind of uh, yeah. uh, resource is. So that's why I that's why I never did it. I, and I found a good balance having kind of one of each category of the skills because I I would lay a curse on the ground and then I wouldn't have to really worry I wouldn't have to recast it uh it would just sit there and then I you know I do my standard summoning I'd be using my basic attack and um I, I think it is kind of balanced out so that every button on the controller uh and being assigned to a different type of ability um you know you're you're maybe using them in, in a good sequence or the cooldown you're able to manage cooldowns well uh kind of keeping them all assigned as they are um and i, I one of the reasons i i kind of neglected it was it, you actually have to go into the 
options mode is not even in your kind of standard equipment or ability menu. You have to go into the options mode, I believe. Uh, Neil, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, and turn on or turn on elective mode. Is it something like that? Is that right? Um, I just unlocked that at a okay. certain point. Yeah, I did it too. There's there's nothing. It's you just move to the right, and then they just pop up. Okay, okay, because yeah. I guess that there is an option in the in the kind of game mo- uh, in the game menu where you can turn that off or on. So you don't you don't have to have that ability to move your move your skills around. I, I don't know why you would turn that off, but yeah, I just it's kind of a funny thing I noticed. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that ability to do that. And also, uh, to your mana point, I just had some passive skills that would have, like, when I'd use, an, when I'd use one of my abilities, it would just, just regenerate mana. Uh, it's so great. Plus, yeah, oh I my feel God. like with the so sort of base uh, set they set you up with, yeah, it always keeps you sort of in the green as far as your resources go. And, like, there's not too much cooldown where you got to spam one, one or another. But... I do like that it's still there to be able to play with, and again, it just opens up the customization and gives you, you know, lets you play your character how you want to play it, you know, and I mean, that's always been a big thing in Diablo is like the, like, how am I going to plan my character? Like, you know, what am I going, like, what do I want this character to do? And, you know, in in Diablo 2, you had to decide right away, um... You know, because there was no going back. So it's nice that here it's just as long as you're pretty much not in combat. And um, I think you can't change it if it's on a cooldown. So some of the skills have longer cooldowns, but nothing too crazy long. So it's, you know, you could literally fight a pack, bounce back out first, like just walk five steps back and then change up every single skill and then go take the next pack on, you know. So it's nice um, to, to be able to do that. And it's funny for me, like coming from... Diablo 2, like, I think if you ask a lot of people who played Diablo 2, they would say Diablo 3 was a, a, a big letdown. I mean, especially early on with the auction house crap. But, like, even, like, now, they would be like, eh, it's no Diablo 2. And, you know, I was always in that camp. Like, I, I really liked Diablo 3 a lot, you know. But, like, it was always like, oh, it's not Diablo 2. But I think now that I sort of... I, I'm not... 12, uh, 12, 13, 14 years old anymore where I have all day to play games, you know? So I think I'm appreciating Diablo 3 more now than I've ever have before because it respects your time. And to be able to do things that would take you tens of, you know, 20, 30 hours to do in Diablo 2, you could do on a fly here, you know? Like, you don't need to have four paladins if you want to have four different ways to play you just have one character and you can switch them up you know yeah like that's that's such a brilliant brilliant thing to do because you can kind of you're encouraged to experiment at all times and and i love that like that's fun yeah, no and yeah and you're, totally. you're never locked into your abilities right you're not you're not assigning skill points you're not choosing you know which step you want to raise your strength or your vitality you, you don't even make those decisions anymore as you level up those go up um, yeah, when you when you pass level seventy and you start gaining paragon levels, you you assign like very very tiny, uh, you know, skill or, or ability. Uh, sorry, stat bumps, but they're they're almost negligible. Um, it's really and you like you said like you said Casey, you can change your abilities at any time and you change the ruins associated with them at any time. There's no there's no like you know pain of oh I, I hate this ability and I've I've put so much uh, you know I've put yeah. points I've into it and I'll never get character. back. There's no regret, right? Yeah, you, you don't feel compelled to start over or something like that or or have to meticulously plan like you like you did in Diablo two. And it's just so funny that like at one point I was like that to me was a con. That's why Diablo three wasn't as good, you know. And like I said, now I, I think just where I am in my life with, you know, just responsibilities and whatnot, you know, it, it is just so nice to be able to, it's just, it's so much, like I said, it respects your time, you know, and and lets you get in there, um, you can play for 10 minutes and feel like you, you had a good time and, and you made a little progress, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just fun to, to mess around with everything it's got in there. And like I said, it does have a lot, and... You know, you can level up pretty quickly, especially when, um, you know, you can change the difficulty before you get into a match or into a game. And, you know, you get extra bonus for certain things. And even within the game, when, oh, you killed 20 enemies in a row, 
you get double experience for that, you know. And and they give fun little, you know, stat or fun little experience bonuses throughout the game for just doing, oh, you destroyed a bunch of things, you know, like you get a little bit more experience for that. Yeah, like yeah, you used the trap well. Yeah, it, it like, just like boost. I said it, it it it's just fun, you know? Like it's dumb fun and you get rewarded for doing dumb fun things. But it's complex enough that you could actually you could if you wanted, like if you do spend a lot of time playing you could spend just even like hours just optimizing your character with just even the equipment because there's so much equipment and you can change it in so many ways and then it's the same with the skills where like certain equipment will re regenerate uh the mana or like i I was the um the demon hunter so i had hatred and uh, discipline and so like certain crossbows would regenerate it quicker and then other uh, defensive equipment would regenerate health and stuff so just going through all of that and and there's so much equipment that's picked up along the way there i had like multiple times where i couldn't even pick up equipment anymore because i had maxed out what i was holding Mm, yep so you can just spend tons of time heading back into like if you're in Act One, like Tristam, and selling off or or salvaging equipment, and then getting new equipment. Like y- you could spend tons of hours just doing stuff like that if if that was you know Your what you enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what the, that's what the post game is, right? The post game of Diablo Three is all about that that kind of optimization and spending time like crafting items and doing runs to get specific parts so that you can get just a little bit better. I mean, that's what the end end game is all about right after you finish the story after you're diving into adventure mode and you're thinking okay I, you know what what do i do now it's these kind of incremental upgrades to your equipment and your character that's what you if, if you are you know want to take a deep dive into the game uh, that's what you're going to be doing just right? getting that dps up man well right. and a note on the story when we our first play the first time i played it was with the four like the four of us together in multiplayer casey knew what was going on so he was just going from quest to quest to quest the cutscenes were being skipped and the and the discussions between the characters that were, were being skipped and i'm like i have no idea what's going on but we're killing lots of demons yeah i'm having a good time yeah w- yeah. yeah we were we were having fun right like it was so it was so fun we didn't want to stop but, for a second yeah. to, to see yeah, the story it didn't it's, matter it's funny to go back in like so so after that i went back in on my own and, and started playing through the actual story and as i'm watching and i'm like i didn't miss it i didn't miss much yeah mm. i don't think the story's bad i just think that it's not why i'm playing the game well yeah i think well first off i think if you do want to play the story i would definitely play it single player one time through uh to get the story bits or like you know if you have one other person and you're both sort of on the same page like hey we want to you know see what the story is all about um you know but yeah on when you're playing four players it's like all right let's just let's just rock and roll here um for me the story i like the story a lot i think a lot of it comes from knowing the events that have taken place earlier in the franchise like you know to you guys Deckard Kane is just some old guy you know like oh okay like whatever you know but like I've spent hundreds of hours you know where Deckard Kane was like a big part of you know a game that I've played you know and like having seen like the characters you know from the other games up to this and you know, I don't want to, I mean, I don't know how much spoilers we really want to get into, you know, we're not, I mean, it's a pretty old game, but like... Well, it's a six-year-old game and it happens at the very beginning, yeah, so well, I, think, I, I think you're okay. Well, I was going to talk about the, the stranger, you know, who fought, the, the fallen star, you know, and like, oh, yeah. like, I don't know if that cutscene at the end, like, meant much to you guys having not played the other ones, but like, to me, like, that is still one of my favorite cutscenes of all time. Because it's like, oh my god, you know, like, how amazing, like, maybe that, I don't know if that resonated with Jordan as much as it did with me, but it was like, to me, that was like the most badass cutscene ever, you know? Yeah, I think so. I just, like, again, I, when I first played Diablo 3, I was probably skipping all the cutscenes. We were just trying to get through the game as fast as we could because we were so starved by that, that poor launch or that, you know, not being able to play at midnight. When we finally got to when we finally got to playing, there was no story at all. There was no story. There was no cutscenes. It was just go go go. You know, make the most of this day off that we have or this weekend off that we have. Something like that. Um, speaking of story and cutscenes and stuff like that, I, I do wish that either that you know this Switch version or any of the versions of Diablo Three had some kind of recap 
uh, video or something that you could watch or read to kind of catch really you up cool. on the story. You know, I, I wish they had something like that. I think in the in the press materials or some of the advertising for Diablo three on Switch, um, they're kind of directing you towards this this Diablo website that will do that kind of catching up for you. But it would be nice if it were built into the game somehow, because I think that the if you if you are have been following the story, it, it actually is a pretty fun and interesting story. Like in the, to see the kind of culmination of it in Diablo three is is satisfying if you've been if you've been paying attention or if, you, if you've played the previous game. So it is a little bit of a missed opportunity for them to not kind of you know bring it up or bring bring the previous games stories to the forefront. Well, there's there's a, something close to it in so when we when we were playing we got about halfway through act 1 on my own I just continued the story to I got pretty close to the end of act 1 and then we decided to to film a second uh, multiplayer uh, experience. And you guys were already on Act 2, so that's that's where we were playing. It actually completely messed up what I was doing because <laughs> uh, I was no longer in Act 1. Like, when, when I disconnected from everyone, when I tried to go back into my story, I was the story that was basically, okay, where, where we left off is where I am now. So I, I was automatically in Act 2. And I did discover it took some finding, and I couldn't, I can't even tell you off the top of my head how I found it. But there is a spot in the menu where you can actually choose what, like, so I could re, I could go back to Act 1, and I could choose where I wanted to, to start the story again. Yeah, I think that's under quests or something uh, when you're in the main menu, or, like, before you get into the game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you if you wanted to go back, I mean, you have to do the battling and stuff, but it at least puts you back at the point in the story if you wanted to relive it. Um, now the one issue I had with it is is that so I, I was at the I had one node left for Act One, so I was in the second last node. But the problem is is that there's you have to get through about four dungeons to get to that final boss, and I was already through three when I went to the Act Two. And now trying to go back, I'm at the very beginning again. I have to go through all the dungeons again. And now I'm yeah. looking at it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. If, like... Well, I was going to say, welcome to Diablo 3 post-game. Um, yeah, I've got news for you, David. It, it doesn't uh, get any wor- get any better than that. It's, you're, it's that's like, what you're going to be doing if you keep playing Diablo. Yeah, because essentially you get to the point where it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm looking for loot, you know. So there's a few parts in the game, and I don't know as much in Diablo 3 um you know where the the hot spot to go now is but like in diablo 2 i could like oh bail runs it'd just be like okay you're gonna go to this one waypoint you're gonna just get to the final boss and you're just gonna kill him and you're gonna rinse and repeat and we would literally do that for hours on end and you know it was like a 15 minute task you know to get to that point and and finish the boss and you just do it over and over and over because he had the best chance to drop you know a good item or the mefesto run you know it's like okay you go there and you just run that same area over and over again um i know they've introduced rifts and stuff in this game which i think help to like break up the you know so you're not literally doing the same exact thing over and over again but um but yeah it, it essentially you're going to just be doing similar stuff <laughs> looking for better items yeah i can talk about that a little bit casey because i i did dabble with the advent the adventure mode is where you find the um uh, bounties and Nephilim Rifts. So bounties are kind of individual side quest type missions in each of the five acts, and they're 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 randomized. So when you go in, uh, you start up a new adventure mode, you select your difficulty, all that stuff. You'll get five bounties in each of the five acts, so twenty five bounties in total. When you complete each bounty, you get some you get some loot. When you complete all five bounties in a single act, you talk to Tyrael in the in the, whatever the town is for that act, and he'll he'll give you like a special. Uh, I think it's called Haradric chest or, or, or something like that and there's a bunch of um uh there's some items but it's mostly recipes for legendary items or recipes for uh, okay. uh, uh, set items so that's kind of a big part of the post game is getting those recipes building those items and um you know or at least figuring out uh you know what kind of sets you want to build and stuff like that but Casey, in terms of the grinding, it's the Nephilim Rifts, it sounds like. I was doing some reading and uh, kind of trying those out. Um, you you play the regular Nephilim Rift, and hopefully at the end, I think if, you're fa- if you do it fast enough uh, and you're lucky, uh, you beat the Guardian of the Nephilim Rift, and then you get a special, um, some kind of special token or item that lets you do a greater Rift. 
and it's in the greater rift where the best possible loot can be found. Um, and there's something about, uh, you know, how, again, how fast you're beating these rifts, how deep into the rifts you're going, maybe in terms of how, how many floors down or what difficulty level you're playing it at, something like that. But yeah, the, the postgram is all about getting these recipes, doing the rifts and the, yeah, the rifts are, they're, they're randomized. So they, they could be any dungeon. It could be any color scheme or there might be uh, different uh, smoke and different enemies, like all different types of enemies can pop up. Um, so it, it, keeps it is, it more it is fresh, nice. You're yeah. not, it does, yeah, because you're not fighting Mephisto, you know, a hundred times mm. or, or Diablo a hundred times. You're <laughs> you're always fighting different minions in a different area, and then a different boss opens up at the end. So there is there is more. It still feels kind of grindy, but and a little bit re- repetitive. But it it is a little bit more fresh than I would say it would, uh, Diablo two was. Certainly, it wouldn't be a Diablo game if there wasn't some uh, healthy dose of grinding involved. So. No, I mean, yeah, that, that's a big part of the formula, right? I mean, it's just they, they found a way to make it a little bit more fun, a little bit fresher. Um, and one of the cool things in adventure mode, and it's in the base game as well, or uh, the uh, campaign mode, but um, to kind of make the uh, grinding a little bit more palatable or fun is that there's a lot of achievements you can you can unlock. So there's achievements for your character, uh, just your character for your account, but then there's the seasonal achievements, right? The seasonal achievements and leaderboards. And I think the seasons actually is a really great idea. Like if you want to hop back into Diablo uh, at any time, like maybe next year we all want to play again for a month or something like that. Um, and we hop in and it's, an, it's a new season and we've got a new you know, set of achievements. We can roll new characters, but it, it's this way of kind of getting you to keep playing or keep coming back to the game. Um, and, you know, uh, Fortnite has seasons now. I don't know if PUBG does, but this idea of seasonal play in these multiplayer games to get you to keep coming back. Like, you know, League of Legends does this. Uh, a lot of these big online games have a, have devised or come up with this seasonal play to get uh, players to come back or to encourage new players to start again and something like that. So, yeah, there, there definitely is a lot more to the post-game in Diablo 3 uh, than, than in Diablo 2, for sure. Uh, maybe while we're talking about loot, uh, Neil can tell us about how the Ganondorf armor works. Um, yeah, so go into your stash when you start the game, and uh, you have all the Zelda stuff just right there to <laughs> just begin chilling. with. Um, yeah, like you can do there, but there's the Triforce, uh, like picture frame, um, for like your your profile. Um, there's the Kuko pet, uh, that just you know just kind of follows you around, picks up gold for you, very kindly bird. Um, and then there's the Amiibo portal. Which, um, so, so I think, uh, well, I guess, yeah, before, before getting to Ganondorf, the Amiibo portal, so you put in the game and you scan it in Amiibo, and I, every time I've done it, I just have, like, a bunch of hard enemies spawn, and then I get good loot. Has anybody gotten anything different? I haven't even tried any of the Amiibo yet, to be honest. It, can, it does it work with any random Amiibo? It seems like it. Like, I just happen to have, like... In Isabel Amiibo and my uh, Yarn Yoshi Amiibo nearby, so those are the two that the I've two used cutest so and far. cuddliest of the Amiibo. Yeah, yeah, the two yeah. opposite <laughs> from the themes of Diablo, of Diablo yeah. Three. And then I I put them in and they just spawn hell. Uh, but like that's it's cool because like as far as once again you know you guys talking about the grind like there's another way to introduce a variant on the grind of here's you know scanning an Amiibo and you could get a legendary item from that. Yeah, it is kind of funny. I tried a couple. I tried Ganondorf, and I tried um, a Mario one. I think it's the eight, one of the eight bit uh, anniversary ones. Um, and yeah, it just if you try it in in a town, it opens up a portal, but nothing can happen because uh, you're in a town. So if you you know go to anywhere else on the map where there's where enemies would normally spawn, uh, it opens up a little portal. And then, yeah, some some uh, high powered a uh, high powered group of enemies pop up, and usually yielding pretty good loot if you beat them. Um, the, the kind of frustrating thing or annoying thing is that there's a I think it's 22 hours. There's a 22 hour cooldown on using amiibo, and considering how simple or how basic the functionality, I think it's a really long cooldown. Like if you're just summoning one group of monsters, which you can find just playing the game pretty regularly, it seems an odd restriction 
to to have like maybe an hour or something like that but 22 hours for such a simple thing is a little weird to me yeah (laughs) i guess we'll see i mean when the game actually launches on on friday around november 2nd maybe they'll talk more about amiibo functionality or maybe there's certain amiibo that do certain things i don't know yeah i guess we'll we'll find yeah it seems like that's something that like because once again we we mentioned it earlier that even when i believe when diablo was diablo 3 was announced for switch Somebody asked about Amiibo, and they're kind of like, oh, we're not talking about that right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that does lend, lend credence to the fact, like, maybe there is going to be a Diablo Amiibo coming out. Although, like, why wouldn't you advertise that before yeah. the game comes out? Especially like, that's when it's coming I, out so soon. Yeah, like, like I don't know. It, it seems like that might be the thing where maybe they have, an, like, some At sort of announcement Con. for that. But, mm-hmm. I, yeah, like, I don't know anything for sure. I, I don't think my I don't think my hopes are super high for that. Yeah. Um but but the Ganondorf stuff, so you have uh the transmog armor, which I mean as as someone who this is all pretty much new to me, so you can go and depending on your class, you can like make your weapons and armor look look like something it's not. You can transmogrify it. Uh so Ganondorf is one that works across every class. Uh, what I my rookie mistake that unless you just want to burn in-game cash, uh, I don't recommend doing is once I realized about like oh I could get the Ganondorf armor, I spent all of my money to transmogrify my you know like end of Act One gear <laughs> um, into Ganondorf, which was a big mistake because then I I got better ones pretty shortly after that, um, but like you know some of the transmogrify stuff is like you know it's like five hundred. I believe that the Ganondorf stuff is like fifty thousand. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, pretty penny. It's 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 very really expensive. It's definitely the kind of thing that when you get to the end game and like you have an armor set you're gonna rock for a while, that's when you break that out. Um, but I mean, it's neat that it's there. I kind of wish, I kind of wish there was more like fun Nintendo stuff in that game. Like, it would have been cooler if there was like just. Just like I mean, maybe more Zelda stuff. I mean, that seemed to be what they were going for. Like, like give me, give me a Master Sword transmog. Give me, give me some some green tunics. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe a Majora's Mask would be pretty cool. Yeah, um, and maybe that for is the something. Witch Doctor, that'd be awesome. I was say actually online, I see it must be a mock up of uh, the green Link tunic with like the Ocarina shield. Hylian shield. Yeah, I believe I believe that was something that they tested that was shown at the because I remember seeing that um, when it was first announced. Uh, it looks and, really cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. But apparently that was just a test, and like it was in that build, but people weren't supposed to show it. They did mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but like, I want to see more stuff like that. A bonus and, at at BlizzCon if they're going to bring it up. You know, like hey, we've got some more fun little goodies. You know. Yeah, um, and like that's that's the thing is I don't know. Well, you you guys played Diablo three. Was there any kind of like costume DLC that came out, or was it all just like kind of they'd have big packs and stuff like Reaper of Souls? Um, I know. Yeah, it's I mean nice. I know when yeah, really Reaper came out, there was like more armor sets and stuff, but I don't think I don't think so. But I I could be wrong. Like I said, it's like I played a good amount when it first came out, and then I sort of fell to the wayside. Um, and then, like, I dove back in a few, like, for Reaper, and then they had, uh, was it Rise of the Necromancer? Or, yeah, that's that was the, name. the yeah. I, like, I got, I got back in a little bit then, but, uh, I've, I've been on and off with Diablo 3, and not nearly as much as the first two games, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know exactly, like, in terms of content packs that sort of came out periodically. Like, maybe the, during the, some of the seasons, they might have had some sort of seasonal, armor sets maybe yeah i could see something like that especially considering like casey we were talking about earlier uh the inclusion of the diablo one content that seemingly isn't there anymore you know they they, there's clearly uh you know evidence of maybe temporary things happening or you know small you know cosmetic or small areas being added to the game so yeah maybe maybe in the future we'll get more zelda stuff or more nintendo stuff but yeah it does seem like the zelda themed items are very 
very minor and you know not very consequential it might have been nice if there were more like maybe like you open a treasure and there's zelda sound effects or um you know the, the ganondorf uh armor that you put on it maybe it changes the sounds or there's a certain um uh the attacks look different or something like that but it it's purely cosmetic mm-hmm. right there's no yeah. nothing really to it you know what, what we're gonna have to get you boys into the uh the secret level the secret uh what are they, the Wimshi Shire or something? I don't know, the pony level? Yeah, it's something like that. I keep seeing the message, there's no cow level, there's no cow so, level, but there's, and there isn't, but there's something else like it, So, right? yeah, in Diablo 2, <laughs> there was the secret cow level, which, you know, you do it, it did a couple things, and you, you go to this one area, and there's just hundreds, probably thousands of cows with huge axes. Yeah. And, and they're all like, moo, 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 moo. And like you hear all these cows, <laughs> right. and it's just it's it's so stupid, but it's like a really good source of um, uh, experience and items. And and then there's the cow yeah, king, yeah. but uh, so in Diablo three, there's something similar. It's not the cow level, but it's like like you know for the most part, like I don't want to say Diablo three is super dark and gritty because it sort of has a cartoonish look, but the themes are essentially dark and. And, you know, mm-hmm. where this is like the complete opposite, like you're there's rainbows with clouds and smiley faces um, and ponies that attack you and like presents and stuff. Uh, you can Google it if you want to see it. Um, but like, again, it's like I think after you beat the game, you would go through like a set of like finding certain items and like combining them. And then you unlock uh, the not secret cow level, you know, or the not the cat. I-, I don't know what they call it exactly. Yeah, that's a neat thing about the game, too, is that there are a lot of secret areas and secret quests and, and NPCs and things that you can find after that are really, you know, maybe off the beaten path or you, you won't necessarily find them unless you're really looking or kind of exploring every nook and cranny. So there there are a lot of little secret things to the game that, you know, devoted uh, players will be able to find. Um, you know, I picked up, you know, one, maybe one or two of those items um kind of after I finish the game and uh, you know I'd like to go back in and you know open up more of those secret areas it seems like a really neat uh, thing for people who are uh, willing to spend more time with it terrific well does uh, anyone have any final thoughts as we wrap up the review episode of Diablo 3 uh, maybe just that last point David in the notes about playing the game alone or playing it with friends um, I kind of noted in my review that I, I ran through most of the game. Uh, you know, we the four of us played a couple times, um, made made a little bit of progress in the story. But I ran through most of the game by myself, um, and I, I found playing through the uh, story mode solo was you know it's, it's fun. You know, it's, it's really entertaining. You know, uh, the gameplay is is just yeah. It's I can't say anything bad about it like you 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 forget the story because the gameplay is so good um but when you get to the post game because it's a little bit more repetitive and you're kind of playing similar areas and similar you have similar goals i feel like the post game is really a place where you want to be playing with at least playing with with other people uh especially if you can do it playing with friends because um, I think that would help make it a little bit more fun as well, or at least you know, liven it up, make it more fresh. If you're playing with other people who have the same goals as you, you know, if you're running the rifts over and over again, uh, or doing bounties, you know, it seems like the kind of thing where you want to be chatting with buddies while you're doing that, you know, and kind of the the game is is almost secondary to the uh the conversation or the camaraderie that's happening there so yeah it's 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 interesting i think the the post game or the after you've after you put in 15 or 20 hours that the game really not demands or requires but it really benefits even more from playing multiplayer yeah i would definitely agree with that yeah i mean maybe the first time around play or like i said i think you at least owe it to yourself to play through and get the story um I mean, whether you do that with friends or you do it alone, I mean, I think the best way is to get the story is to sort of be able to go at your own pace alone, and you can sort of learn the character, and it's nice to be able to stop, um, like, oh, I unlocked a new skill, let me go see exactly what that does, you know, where, when, like, last night when we were playing, it's like, oh, I leveled up, like, four or five times, but we were all just rolling, so I didn't even really get to check any of those new skills I unlocked. So, like, that's why I think doing it the first time is sort of beneficial, you know, solo, um, you know, especially the story. If you don't really care about the story at all, you know, then, of course, you know, with friends or 
like you said, even random people is going to be more fun, um, you know, jumping on Skype or, like I said, we were discussing beforehand, I, we believe it'll be using the Nintendo Switch app um, once it launches. Yeah, it so, is. you know, whether you go through there, it's definitely a good game to be able to sit back and, like, BS with your friends while playing. It's also, honestly, especially, it'll work well with handheld. Put a, You know, put a movie on, you know, oh, you got... The, the football game in the background, you know, it's like, it's a really good game if you're not paying attention to the story or you've already played through the story and you're just going in there and having fun. It's a good game to be able to multitask with. I'm pretty taken by this game, and I, as I kind of said earlier, I I hope that I'll have enough time to, uh, to get through all five acts and, and beat the story, and I could totally see myself running through it with a different character or a different class. Um, I, how long do the seasons run? Uh, three months, uh, three months, give or take. It, sometimes a little bit more than that, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, this, this season 15 will end, uh, kind of just about uh, December, end of December this year. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I'll probably, I'll probably keep on going with my witch doctor. Um, and then, and then figure out a class to play with the next season. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, the, again the seasons they they lend themselves really well because they your seasonal character will become a normal character at the end of the season. So your witch doctor yeah. who you started as a seasonal character will transition Scooby to a normal character. Of, of, of course, <laughs> um, and then and then in the next season, season sixteen, I guess uh, you know we'll see if there's any uh, new gameplay elements or uh, you know DLC that they've added to the game. But um, yeah, just, just run through a new character, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Like it's a game that's probably going to fade into the background because uh, there's a bajillion games coming out on Switch every week. Yeah, and that's trying right. To stay on top of reviews, um, but but it, I think it's a game that will lend itself to being like I I'm just going to hop in and play play a little bit because it's there's like a, a beautiful mindless mindlessness to playing this game where like you kind of like I'm going to go through and tap these buttons and rain hell um and like do some very light exploration and then just raise hell <laughs> if, just destroy if, you're, if you're the type of person yeah i mean if you're the type of person who doesn't buy a lot of games every year you know and you know maybe around the holidays the budget's a little bit thin or something like that this is the kind of game where you can you can download it, you can buy it and you can be playing this game for years and years right there there's just so much you can get so much value out of this game because of the way they the way they've tailored the post game and uh, the seasonal play and all the different characters and the way you can play each character different right you can you can play a necromancer or a witch doctor completely you know maybe ten or twelve different ways based on your build and your loadouts you know so it's yeah there's just so much even though it it is it can be repetitive there's still a lot there's so much freedom to the game to experiment and try new things and to do different things that. Yeah, it's totally like a um, a desert island type game. You know, we can keep coming back to it. Cool. And so we have uh, lots of coverage on the site. So we'll have Jordan's review up at NintendoWorldReport.com. Uh, Neil will also have a second opinion as well to go along with that. We have the video review at NWRTV as well as the multiplayer experience that we have. It's it's up there as well. Uh, no commentary if you. Uh, if you if you just like to watch and uh, <laughs> if you're a voyeur, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, if yeah, if you want to get more information on it, we've got we've got plenty of stuff up on the site. So have at her and and uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email me at uh, david at thethirstymage.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, send us pics of your character, whatever you want to do. We're happy to hear from you. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be playing. Uh quite a bit as well in the coming days especially around launch so keep an eye out if you want to play yeah exactly yeah yeah i guess hit up hit up david and then maybe yeah i mean it is the kind of thing if we if we have enough people that want to play online like all i'm totally up for getting together with the community and slaying some mofos and yeah the, the way it works with popping in and out too if like you know someone could play for a half hour jumps out someone else fills the hole you know it's uh just keep on going. It's easy peasy. Yeah, it, it's it seems like as I talk to people that I know, um, both uh, you know in real life and on the internet, a lot of people seem like they're going to get this game, and I think it might be a very fun, vibrant multiplayer experience on Switch. 
Alright, well, I want to thank everyone for listening to our review episode of Diablo 3. Uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. But uh, otherwise, we'll see everyone on the next Thursday Mage. Adios. Bye. Get ready for some Dark Souls. Good night. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Later. Thank you.